Welcome to SME Funding. My name is Lynette Nduli, the Chief Executive Officer of Innate Investment Solutions. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Kumaran Padayachi from Spartan. So, Kumaran and I have been asking questions about funding, a great many questions about the alternatives available to us, what products are in the market. We've picked a few experts' brains on their insights, as well as the ways in which, as SMEs, we can get involved in making sure that our businesses are liquid, as it were. But today is a different show. We're testing if we are, in fact, ready for funding. I feel ready. I think I've bought everything that I need for this particular funding interview. And for the purposes of today, Kumaran is the lender and I am the borrower. A space that entrepreneurs often get stuck in is in a space where they are selling their intellectual property, ideas as it were. And it's often really difficult to sell ideas, not only to your customers, but to sell your ideas also to funders, especially in the instance where you need money to now grow your business. In real life, I own a consulting business and I know just how difficult it is to fund IP as well as new ideas as you enter into a market. So for the purposes of today's show, I'm borrowing money from Kumaran to fund the expansion of my business in the consulting space. Kumaran, over to you. Right. First question, what type of consulting business do you do? I'm in the consulting space where we offer strategy as well as solutions to customers in the poverty as well as in the built environment. Okay. I look at uh, your financial statements and management accounts that you've given me over the last uh, few years, and I see that your revenue is a bit lumpy. Does that mean that you are getting contract or project-based consulting assignments mainly? Mainly the the assignments are project-based. Mainly they are also on shorter-term contracts. So it's very rare to find contracts that will last in excess of a year, 18 months, um, to three to five years, which I suppose give you more assurance of what type of a lending customer I'm going to be. Because you're asking us to finance you over three to five years. Yes, I am. And I can't get an outlook from what I'm seeing that you can repay this over three to five years because I'm seeing... Oh, Kamaran, in our space, though, and something that you often emphasize, you always encourage us to plan. And one of the things that we try to do as a business is to make sure that the pipeline of upcoming projects is also positioned in such a way that as reasonably as possible, we anticipate that we will attract new work as we move out of older and done and completed work. So in that sense, I have a fair sense of security that we will have rollover of work to be able to finance our commitments to you for the next three to five years. But the only way in which we are actually going to grow is if we have funding to grow our operations and to make sure that we can secure new business to fill that pipeline, I need more people, I need more equipment, I need better infrastructure and the ability to go and tackle these bigger clients. But I need comfort about your revenue continuity, mm. right? So you're saying that you, have, you bear that in mind. Mm. What's unique? To show me about your revenue continuity, what's unique about your consulting? In other words, how are you competing with another 20 or 30? Are you doing something uniquely different in your consulting practice? Well, in our consulting practice, one of the things that we're very um, aware of is that the consulting space is often a seasonal space. It's a space based right. on demand. The client needs to have a problem that you need to then almost step in to solve. And problems of that magnitude where you then need external help to help you don't necessarily happen on a daily basis. So it's as important for us within our revenue streams to create annuity-based 
workflows as well as cash flows to make sure that we can provide security not only to ourselves when things are dry in the consulting business but also the security that I suppose our suppliers as well as creditors need. So I just want to pause for a, for a quick second outside of this role play that we're doing uh -huh. for, for the audience, for our SME viewers and say that uh, a funder always looks to see uh, sustainability of cash flow yes. which comes from the revenue stream, mm. so they, you know, if you're wanting to borrow over a longer term, they want to see that the revenue stream can be insured. Uh, but they also want to see the quality of those clients. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the question that I asked you about how are you competitive against the other 10 or 20 consulting firms, mm. because if your sustainability of your, of your revenue, the edge, you don't have a special source mm. of edge, it's going to affect the continuity of your revenue, which means you're going to run into trouble, mm. which means you can't pay the I financing. So that's why these questions that I was asking you, and that's that's where it's uh, centering. So let's mm -hmm. get on to another one. We'll step back into so, role pay, right? Okay. So I see from your debtor's age analysis that mm -hmm. you've given me and your creditor's age analysis. And in looking at your debtor's age analysis, I see that a lot of your customers are owing you money uh, at 90 days, uh, you know, 55% of, mm -hmm. your, of your debtors are sitting in 90 days uh, plus. Mm. Why is that? Well, Kamara, that's not a function of mismanagement. That's a function of the fact that a big part of our consulting practice is also based within the public sector and also with certain institutions where we also understand that their systems and their processes do not pay on 30 days. And as far as we possibly can, we try to make sure that our creditors pay us within um, almost immediately on the completion of work and also how we structure our payment um, formulas as well as um, options that are available to them, make sure they don't leave us with gaps in our cash flow. But obviously in these instances that are often well beyond our control in spite of one perhaps... No, I disagree. You, not entirely. You need to take accountability for some of it. I mean, what are you doing and what have you done to ensure that these customers are paying you in 30 days as opposed to 90? Well, look, as far as we possibly can, Kamaran, we um, employ a lot of customer relationship management in that particular field because we do know that once the age analysis of our creditors and debtors moves past the 30-day point, we're actually putting ourselves in a very compromised position. How soon so, do you issue the statements and the invoices? Statements and invoices are issued immediately as work is completed and final reports. So they almost accompany final reports um, as well as any outputs and outcomes that a client is looking for so that it's able to transist between the work done, the, the money required to finalize that, and then to move it forward. And then, of course, as far as we possibly can, we walk our invoices through the actual system where it's presented to the clients in person. It's also available electronically. You've presented it to their finance department. And as far as you possibly can, you're trying to make sure that all of the stakeholders responsible for your payments are aware so of it. So you're saying you're doing everything possible? We're doing everything possible. Right. We spend a fair amount of time And you're still continuing too. to deal with this type of customer this category of customer that pays you 90 days, you still intend to continue Look, dealing with them? in the worst case scenario, Kumaran, invoices are then paid within that 90-day cycle. Mm. And as far as we possibly can, then what we try to do is mitigate our risk so that it does not necessarily exceed right. a specific quarter in right. the business. Once a customer moves beyond 90 days and becomes sort of 120 days, 150 days, going forward in future, 
it definitely forces us to take the perspective and the view that perhaps that's not a customer who also has our best interest at heart or then a customer we should work with as we're trying to grow a business Do you own too. the business entirely? Yes, I do. You do. All right. You haven't, uh, we asked for assets and liabilities, a statement of personal assets and personal liabilities. Mm -hmm. We haven't given us uh, that as yet. Any reason? Oh, I didn't see that particular requirement, <laughs> but I'm certainly happy to supply it straight through to you. You know what I question's going to come next? I certainly thought it was only related to the assets and the liabilities of the business itself no, and not yours. me as the individual. But if you want mine, you're more than happy to have it. Do you know why I'm asking for that? Yes. What's going to come next? And that's primarily because I'm also the chief accountable officer and, and what's the person come that... Next? For surety purposes, that's, it. that's who you're going to need to look for. And to. why I'm going to need the surety from you as a funder is because the revenue stream I perceive is very project related, uh -huh. right? And now we see you've got a category of customers that are paying 90 days mm -hmm. and you've told me you've done all that's possible mm -hmm. to get them to pay sooner, but that is what it is. So now those two weakness elements uh -huh. makes me nervous. Nervous. Mm -hmm. And then you're a services-based business, which means there's not much, you know, it's just consulting hours that you're selling. There's no plant and machineries. It's not needed in a business mm -hmm. such as yours. But there's nothing in the business to take, which mm. now I have to... Which means you have to come directly after me. Yes. Hmm. And that's, I suppose, Kumaran, the battle, right, in, in looking for funding is that you're hoping that um, nobody comes after you personally, especially when you're trying to grow a business and you're trying to minimize the risk of payment profiles that continue to change. After the break, Kumaran and I are going to continue this assessment of my readiness to seek funding in the market. But what I certainly hope is that each of you are starting to look at your own readiness and are answering the questions that I'm here um, under the grill for. We'll see you just now. Welcome back to SME Funding. Um, just before the break, I was on the mic and under the grill with Kumaran, who, for the purposes of today, is my lender into my business. I run a consulting business, and it's really difficult to sell ideas to clients. And it's even more difficult to sell um, the fact that you need financing to a lender like Kumaran today. Before the break, Kumaran and I started talking about what it then means if your payment profile is not necessarily consistent, what risk elements may exist within that, and why it then becomes um, important for me not to just be investor ready from a business perspective, but also my own finances as an individual need to be ready to potentially act as surety in the instance that I need finance. Yeah. So before we go back into character for the, for the audience, I asked you contextual questions to your business, mm. but based on a standard set of requirements like your financial statements, management accounts, debtors age, creditors age, but the questions were tweaked for your business. Yes. So now I'm going to ask uh, more contextual questions, mm -hmm. and that's what a funder does, uh, you know, filling up the dots in their, in their mind. Mm -hmm. um, you said to answer my nervousness about your revenue being very uh, project-based, mm. up, down, you said, no, you do have a forward uh, pipeline and work ahead. So here's a question that I'm going to ask that's unique to your business, your project-related consulting business, and mm. I won't ask that of another type of business, yes. right? Is that if that's the case, you surely should have a pipeline, a book pipeline or something mm -hmm. like that that's evident. Can I have a copy of that? And, what's yes. that? and what am I going to see when I get that? Well, what you should typically see in a pipeline is customers that, not just customers... This that is in your business, to be in, clear. In, yes. So you're not going to necessarily just see 
businesses where we've sent an email or an introduction or where we've requested a meeting just to present ourselves. You will typically see clients within our particular space on that list where we are already in one way or the other working towards consolidating work on a project. In the space I'm in, for instance, you often find that before a project is actually approved, you do a small portion of that work at risk. Um, like where a proof of a, concept. A proof of concept, yes, where we share ideas. Somebody must then consolidate those ideas into a workable, bankable project for the client themselves to be able to sell internally before they then appoint you to complete or implement the actual work. So a fair amount of the work that you'll see from a business development process will be work where there is traction and within the context of traction, we are still willing to continue to do work at risk because there is more a more reasonable measure that we will then get the work and continue with the actual implementation of work. So it's not just a list of business development partners and meetings and coffees that we've perhaps had, but it is work where given specific measures um, in terms of reasonability, in terms of timing, in terms of inputs already made, as well as very specific client-related guarantees around the work where we can see a foreseeable intent that the work will happen. Okay. And any working capital funding you, you intend getting into your business? You've applied to us for three- to five-year money, mm. okay, a long-term debt. But do you intend, because I'm looking here with your, your, your customers paying you mm. over 90 days, yeah, well, I'm seeing that you're going you're gonna to get into short-term you know, cash flow trouble. We will if we don't get this funding first and foremost, but also certainly if we don't regulate um, our payment profile um, as you request us to. But you know, part of the reason why we'd want to look at financing our business for the next three to five years is threefold. First and foremost, we've got working capital requirements over the next year. They don't just take into account the very short term where you foresee the challenges and the problems, but also will help us to make sure that we're concentrating on not only fixing the issues, but also making sure that the pipeline is realized. The second I, I element doubt, of I it... I doubt that, Lynette, because, you know, we asked you for your latest management accounts, uh -huh. which, you know, now we're in... Uh, what are we in beginning of uh, uh, the next month? Mm -hmm. And I've got management accounts that are four months old. So if you are not looking at live, fresh financial information of your mm -hmm. business, how are you able to forecast and know where the gap is? Well, we have that makes me nervous as a funder. So what we're doing now for the purposes of your request is what we're making sure is that we can provide you as much as possible with the most relevant, updated, but also context to the actual information that you'd see in our management accounts. And I think that's very important in the space that we work in, given the nuances of certain of the issues that we must deal with. So we don't necessarily only want you to see numbers and for you to just go and create ratios and then decide. But as far as possible, we want to attach very detailed assumptions as well as supporting documentation. And I'll make sure that in line with your other request for my personal assets and, and balance sheet, as well as a possible um, pipeline of projects that we're working on, you will get that so that you have context to what we're dealing with as a whole. But back to your question about three to five years worth of funding. I, one of the things that you highlighted was 
making sure that there was consistency in terms of cash flows within the business itself. And one of the things that as a consulting business we need to start to look into is not only provide services and solutions to our customers on a once-off basis, but we need to begin to expand to provide solutions and services to our um, customers that service different areas of, our, of their business on an ongoing and a continuous basis. So yes. things that now turn into not projects, but also retainer-based yes. income. So where our annuity income will come, where we are guaranteed any idea every what this single be? month. What so in our particular space, given that once you've implemented a project, you almost leave it in a project, you know, in the in the client's space. But you never really have guarantees and assure who is managing mm. it. Who is taking it forward? Is it still servicing the reasons that it was formulated in the first place? So two of the things we'd like to implement in our client environments, for instance, is one, systems that integrate into their ICT, their finance, their procurements, that make sure that the process and the strategy that we implement in those businesses are things that are managed, monitored, and maintained on an ongoing and a monthly basis so that the work and the capital they invested in the project is not seen as wasted money. The second area that we'd like to look into is ongoing support to the client. Okay. So where as far as possible, you're not necessarily just a, a you drop off a solution to a client and you go, but where we're able to partner the client and move specific skills right. and capacity into their business to help us with that. I got that. So, Kumaran, you had one final question to me before we go to our break. Yeah. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about what my decision would tend to be and then we can talk about how you want to then deal with it after that. Are you at least going to tell me what that's going to be based on as well? Then you'll have to hear after the break. All right. And um, to our viewers at home, we'll be back shortly. And after the break, Kumaran's big decision. Welcome back to SME Funding. Before the break, Kumaran was grilling me on my readiness for funding in my own business. He's asked me a few really difficult questions. I haven't provided him with certain things and I already feel like I'm making a few mistakes. But anyway, let's see how all of this went because he's ready now to give me his decision. Kumaran, uh, what do you think? Yeah, but to be clear, I wasn't grilling you. I was being polite because this is for TV viewership, right? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly felt under the lights though, Kamara. Okay, so I've got three choices. I can say yes mm -hmm. to funding you and I'd be crazy and I'll tell you why. I can say no, which I probably should. Mm -hmm. Or I can say no and come back when you sort these things mm -hmm. out. So my decision is no and come back when you sort these things out. What things? I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you what they are now, right? So why is my decision no? Uh, one is your revenue is very lumpy, project-based. Mm -hmm. You did say in the end that you are going to get some annuity retainer type of revenue, but that hasn't started yet. Yes. I mean, you haven't started on the track. So mm -hmm. this is something that's going to happen that's not, not seriously planned for us. Second is that your debtor's book is 90 days, more than half of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm worried that, you know, you said you've done all that you can do, and mm -hmm. I'm worried that uh, you're in the wrong customer base. Because mm -hmm. if most of your customers are paying you 90 days, this shows me this is a problem that you can't really get out of, which means the business is going to be constantly constrained and kept at that. Okay. The, th the, the third uh, issue that I was uh, worried about and why I'm saying no is that I asked for up-to-date management accounts and we get something that's four months, three or four months old. And you're saying you can plan and forecast about your business, but if the dashboard you're reading is four months old, 
I mean, the decisions are stale, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I do believe in you. I do believe that you're aware enough about these things. And that's why instead of saying a flat out no, I would say no, come back when you sort these things out. And we will seriously look at it. All right. Thank you very much, Kumaran, for your five very important points. Now you can and take all but one second to think about it. Come back for the audience and we can, yeah. Thank you, Kumaran. I think those five points are, importantly, are important because in many ways, I've denied you information you need to make a solid and a sound um, decision within the context of your business um, around the risk that surrounds funding me in the first instance. Well, for our viewers at home, I think what you saw there is something that's quite crucial um, to the business of accessing funding. And that is perhaps readiness. And not just readiness, but making sure that all of those boxes in your lender's criteria are in fact ticked and you have responded to what it is that they specifically state. More often than not, we're asked to provide three years worth of financial statements and we only provide two. Um, more often than not, we're asked to provide a very specific statement of accounts or a portfolio or something that answers a question that um, Kumaran perhaps had for me earlier on. And what I've provided him with is my idea of what that should be and not necessarily what he needs to actually make the decision itself. But I appreciate the feedback. I think as entrepreneurs, one of the things that we also get used to is that answer, no. So for every 10 strikes, invariably, it's only one that hits the mark and the targets in any instance. And one can't be despondent and one can't go home and decide that this is it and I'm never coming back again. So coming back so i'm definitely coming back but first and foremost i'll definitely be far more prepared than i currently am specifically in terms what of, well first of all my record keeping secondly my processes and what do you mean by record keeping? record keeping in terms of my financial statements that you wanted that are up to date that are relevant and that are fresh from a dashboard perspective not just for me but for you but also for me so yeah. that i know that and secondly in terms of our own internal processes and systems um looking at credit management and all of the things that raised very important red flags for you. Do we have the right client? So I need to go review that as well. Yeah. So, so when I see that debtor's age the next time, am I going to see all of it or half of it in 90 days? Or? So you're going to see 60 and 30 days and things that are more current as opposed to aging and stale um, debtor's analysis from me. And I certainly hope that when we do come back, we have reduced our risk profile. We answer the questions more specifically and more pointedly to what it is that you need exactly and to the point. And thirdly, that this experience, whilst it's obviously not the best outcome for the purposes of today, has been useful anyway. Because now I have the opportunity to call you directly and not just send a random email, to call you directly and say, Kumaran, based on our last interview, these are the things you're not happy with, this That's is it. what we're working on. That's How do I now get better at making sure that the next time me and you have to sit across the table, I'm more confident and more forthright about making sure that I provide you with the questions that will fulfill the needs of your business as well as a lender um, and ensuring that you can support me in the first instance. Lovely. So I'm looking forward to our next appointment. But more importantly, I need to look forward to the work between this no and my prospective yes. To our viewers at home, I hope that you saw, based on my own experience, that it is crucially important to make sure that you've done your homework. It's also crucially important that before you sit across the table from Kumaran, you've actually phoned and you've researched that you've got absolutely everything that you need immediately. And not just immediately for the purposes of this interview, 
but you've got information that is fresh and relevant immediately available in your business so that you are able to immediately see where things and red flags are being raised before somebody else points them out to you. Thank you very much again for joining us for this episode of SME Funding. Um, we always welcome your questions. Perhaps you're in the same spots that I'm in today and you learned something or you have something that you'd like us to expand on. Please send us an email on smefunding at bdtv.co.za or interact with us live on social media at, S at funding underscore SME and Kumaran and myself are more than happy to always help you with as many of your questions as we reasonably can both in the show but also out there in the digital's atmosphere. Thank you very much and we look forward to meeting you again in the next episode of SME Funding.